You're now listening to Trap Conscious Radio. Trap Conscious Radio, back in the building. I'm your host, YBF. Our, our gracious co-host, Kaiser Babic on the line with me, checking in from Houston. It's popping KB. What's good? What's good? Definitely checking in. It's been a long time, but... It's been a long time. You know, we got to dust these mics off. We got yeah. to, man. Uh, okay, I guess we could catch up a little bit on current events. We ain't going to spend too much time on it. Uh, so what's the first one you want to... Because a lot of shit happens since we've been gone. Meg got her pinky toe shot at. Uh, what else happened? Just yes. oh, damn. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that. But <laughs> that's the first thing that's. I wasn't expecting that. Like it's one of those things. Like I don't want to make a. I don't want to make light of that. But I just want to say, like, where was BLM at when Meg was getting her foot shot off? Cause see, I don't want to. Oh, okay. That, you say that? Are you saying that jokingly? Because I I haven't seen a lot of. Twitter. I'm not saying that jokingly. I'm okay. saying that jokingly. I'm just saying because you know, that's uh, that's what that was like to say. We're BLM when black when it was black on black violence or something like that. So. Oh yeah, they because they're saying now black men ain't protecting out. black women. I'm like, don't that isolated Hollywood Hills, uh, probably cocaine fueled evening has nothing to do with black society at all. You, know, <laughs> you know when it's when it's, when it's a gender involved and shit. You know what I'm saying. I don't know how much it was staged. Let's speculate real quick. We opening up on some dumb shit just right out the box. We said we've been away for a long time, and I feel like we the first conversation we opened up is about Meg's pinky toe. I'm going to say what I think and then move on. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I think Meg was probably beating this nigga ass on some dome checking him. What the fuck was you looking at? Kylie Jenner type shit. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen dudes get punked out by that girl on numerous occasions and especially in Plenty front of, of times yeah and in front of other females now the shooting her at the pinky toe or shooting her in the foot that's some other shit i don't see niggas go upside with my head i ain't condoning it at all i'm just saying humans are prone to human behavior but he had to listen though like <laughs> not this not even a joking matter but like you said because when they came out that he was only five three 120 pounds yeah, maybe was you know probably watching him. Then you start hearing all the speculation that he had to use. I mean, which is still speculation, but I mean, let's be obvious. He's been shot. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a he's a suspect. So, you know, like when you think about think about it, like in that situation, he still got to be a man. Like yo, I'm here getting dogged out, but I got to pull this gun. You know what I'm saying? But if I was fighting another dude, I'd blow his fucking head off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I can't try to hit no vital organs or anything, so I'm pitting I'm pitting one in your fucking toe. Two in your toe, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out like how how the fuck how, how what type of aim is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like was she putting feet in this nigga face or some shit and he just let two go or what? Like I'm trying to see what kind of gun it you know was. What I'm saying? Or she had him in a headlock and nigga, you know what I'm saying? Rappers always talking hit, about like, rappers always talking about, you know, I pull a hole in the nigga snap back. I blow a nigga's Peel a nigga's cap. Like, what gun did you have that you got two shots off into her ankle and she still was able to walk away from? I mean, like, and why couldn't you? If she anything, was why you, like it was nothing though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were going to go to domestic violence or if you were going to harm a woman and it was self defense, why don't you just fight her? Damn. These niggas really is bitch made. 
Hey, it's not a funny situation. Listen, no, listen, listen, listen. I mean, I'm just throwing it out. Maybe he was fighting her. And maybe he was getting, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, maybe he was getting manhandled. Woman handled, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the stallion was bucking up at him, you know what I'm saying? I'm just being real, like, hey, she had weight. It was like him trying to go against Serena Williams or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever seen this nigga jump like, shot? Have you ever seen the clips of him uh, hooping? Nah. Okay. You know, I don't follow, you know, I don't follow. Uh, I know, you don't keep up with all the, you know, buffoonery, the tomfoolery. I keep, <laughs> I keep up with it from a distance. Hey, this hot girl summer shit then ran off the rails. Like, seriously. There is start, there, there is a wedge, a divide of, you know, between black men and black women. It's a, it's a, it's a toxic. Uh, I'm not sure it was ever on the rails. Well, well, there's like a new toxic uh, sort of behavior being, you know, portrayed by the artists and entertainers. I mean, most larger black society shouldn't be really taking their cues from them. But, you know, this is social media era. Yeah. But it's just a lot of toxic shit. The even the Will and Jada shit, man. We was off for that, but even that whole situation. The fact that Jada's okay. I know you got thoughts on this. She, nah, she listen. Go ahead. She's shacking up with a twenty, what twenty three year old, twenty two year old, one of her son's homies. And that's then, my that's my issue. You know what I'm saying? I never want to speak about. But like I said, they put this shit out there. But I, I really that's my issue with it though. Like. They want to play how they want to play. I know people. Some people say, "Oh, well, you a man, you can't be taking advantage of." I'm like, "Yo, he really came there hanging out with Jaden." You know what I'm saying? He really came there trying to get some emotional support, and they both said that. Will and Jada both said that. You know what I'm saying? He was really broken and sick when he came to us and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Jada, you 46 or however old you was and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I don't even give a fuck that she had sex with uh, with August Alcina. You know what I'm saying? It's more the fact, like, yo, you fucking your son's friend, like, yeah. all real men know he can't. Jaden can't really walk in the locker room like that no more. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure Jaden was trying to go in the locker room, but all real men know he can't really walk in the locker room when you say your best friend hit your mom. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't talking about hit your mom in the domestic violence way. Like, it was actually inside the womb that birthed you. You know what I'm saying? You talking about this your best friend? Yeah. Like, Jada, like, I'm talking about Jada. Where your morals? I mean, I know shit happened and shit. Like, but this is a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Like, this some shit, like, even if they did keep it under wraps, like, this ain't a normal person that you're doing this shit with. This ain't, oh, I met August at the club, and or we met him at, at a studio session or on an acting set or something like that. Like, the way you was introduced to him and what you did after that was foul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even if Will gave his blessings or shit, Will... Will didn't give his blessing. You seen that nigga face. Will probably was like, yo, what kind of clown shit you on, Jada? You, you want some clown shit you fuck up on my face and shit. You know, we gave me your blessings. Yeah, you Bruh, know what I'm saying? Like, you saw the interview. He did not give his blessings. That nigga was looking. Hell no. Nah. But but you're right. You know Why did saying? they do it for the cameras? Why did they do it? When women get caught they in some shit. They had to do it for the cameras because August already had brung them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Double A, August Alcina, you know what I'm saying? They enforcer. If, okay, so if the table you know was turned, right? And Will was smashing, yeah. say, like a Summer Walker or what, another. You already guy. know what happened. Bro, he would be They'd dodging be TMZ him. cameras. He would be, you know. Well, they say Shea Butter Twitter, Cocoa Butter Twitter, they uh, 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 white mainstream America. They'd be looking for every reason to get Will out of here. Hey, but it's cool when it's a woman. I guess the take. I guess equality is a myth when it comes to stuff I mean, like that. Yeah, 
you know, come on, listen. Let's be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? This ain't even though this is a, a podcast by, ran by two men, we ain't being chauvinistic when we say the real reality is like, yo, we know that woman ain't holding other women accountable for shit. You know what I'm saying? All I seen on Facebook and social media was uh neighbors do this all the time. You know what I'm saying? So hey, I don't listen. wanna hear shit. Every time I turn around, it's a neighbor doing this shit. It can't be some black men aren't protecting black women when the outward expression of black feminism right now at the moment is independence, real ass bitch give a fuck about a nigga, hot girl summer, like everything that you're standing on, feminism in the context of today's society and how it's being displayed is anti-male companionship, so to speak. Male, you know, being a leader of a household, being yeah. The man of well, you know, being the man of the house, so it's like, what, who are you asking to protect? And then on the double, on the other side of that, and I, I mean, we criticized this back when the slut walk was a, a big deal, but on top of that, you have the whole LGBT, and then the, you know, you know the, the, the marriage of those let's, two. Let's, the hey, movements. Try, you trying not to get thrown off the air? You know who fault it is? No, nah, my mom advised me to speak. Uh, she said you are so articulate. She said, she, you know, she gassed me up. She said, you're articulate. You have so many words to describe yourself and, and summarize and, you know, provide commentary with. Try not to cross that line <laughs> and find yourself where Nick Cannon is. So basically she was yeah, saying I ain't got no, she's saying she, I can't come sleep on her couch if I lose my fucking job. So measure my words. She said, you better, the same battle rap, you better keep it wilding out. Yeah, basically keep PG. But yo, since since the LGBT movement kind of married itself with feminism, and you see that, and you've seen that on display at the slut walk, you've seen that, uh, you see who comes to rush to the aid where we criticize rappers being implanted in the game, like Lil Nas X and being elevated, or Billy Porter. You always see who runs to defend those types of blatant, you know, industry agendas. But you see when you do that. These are the men that are you. Who are the men you asking to protect you? It's either it's toxic masculinity or it's this form of masculinity, which you've argued and petitioned that is uh, another form of masculinity. Well, the two can't coexist. It's like Lil Nas X is not going to protect you, basically, is what I'm saying. And so when these women are out here getting their ears stomped together, it's these bitch made men, it's these effeminate black men and like i said feminization comes in many forms and fashion it's not just being gay it's not just walking around in a dress it's when you've been stripped of those principles those core principles that make up a man which is protection taking care of your family having a certain status in the hierarchy of the family structure it's not one is better than the other it's not the man is the they gonna ask you are those eurocentric gender roles it's by law it's by it's by natural law and that's what I'm saying. biology. That's what I said. It's about universal law. What you, this is what it is. You can watch all the animals do it. I mean, take right. it or leave it. I'm just going to leave it at that. My belief is that it's by natural law that we have certain gender roles. And nature will always win out over opinion. Um, all right, let's move into one more little soft topic before we get into our, you know, more, I guess, uh, intellectual conversation. So sports is coming back. I know you happy about that. 
your boy Samaj James or or what is it? Samaj Norbell. Norbell Samaj. <laughs> Norbell Samaj. Hey, are you fucking with that gray beard? The NBA's back, you know, bubbles popping off in Orlando. The first thing that I mean, jumps gotta, out of my he, mind is the gray beard. He gotta show him, he gotta show him. He gotta show him, you know what I'm saying, what time it is and shit, like with the gray beard and things of that nature. But as far as the NBA bubble, I wanna say this, I gotta I gotta listen, first of all, I don't like how you do that, how you do my name out there talking about I'm glad that the season is starting and and all of that. Cause you know how I feel about the NCAA and, and the slaves and all of these things and shit. Okay, so now you're going and, with plantationism. Go ahead. I, I feel Yeah, no. I still I still think that I still think that listen. Will I watch the games? Yeah. Do I want LeBron to win another championship? Yeah. But do I think what I always thought is that like I like I said, like that y'all health and shit don't really matter and that they gonna get that money out of y'all and y'all don't really like they said, like like we just said a million times, you know what I'm saying? Million dollar slaves, billion dollar slaves, forty million dollar slaves, no way you wanna cut it up. Mm-hmm. It's still what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um Luke Williams now leave and shit, you know what I'm saying? Are you on protocol? It's, it's all sorts of shit. Like, yo, I thought it was a human being. Nah, well, I mean, I understand why the corporation, the NBA, is doing what they're doing with the safety protocols because they want to ensure that they, billion, they, they get that money. You know what I'm saying? They want to ensure, Luke Williams, they ain't really worried about you. They want to ensure that LeBron and the superstars don't really get no, don't get COVID. You know what I'm saying? Because they can still play those games and they're not really worried about your health. They're not really worried about, like I say, they, people always say, well, Black people always complain that somebody can do more, but like, I really believe that NBA's uh, Black Lives Matter shit is just platitudes that they do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, our, our, our league is our, our league is full of black people. Uh, this is what they're. This is what this is the issue that complaining that that they're complaining about that their demographic is highly contested. You know what I'm saying? They want legislation passed. Um, so. I, okay, so we're hold on, hold on, the white hold on. owners. We're Real the white quick. owners who really love these cops and need these cops to protect our uh, our businesses and our our gated communities and things like that. You know what I'm saying? We're going to come with these programs. We're going to come with these slogans. But like they said, all the slogans was already picked for them. Didn't nobody didn't know let's be real man didn't nobody pick those fucking slogans okay hold on stop David real Stern. quick stop real quick hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on go ahead because your your argument i feel like it came in like a water balloon and you just like threw it against the wall and now we're just watching all the water sp- spill down the roll down the wall okay now because i want to i want to i want to compartmentalize everything you're saying because every every argument you just made has validity it's just that you just put it all over the place and it's it's pause but so you first started out by right, saying Mark. they got all these male athletes and i think you i know how your mindset works so i i follow you more mentally than say the listener because i know how your mind works i feel like you were starting your plantation narrative because i know where you go yeah with. i definitely was okay so but it's still it's, it's my plantation and dorito narrative you know what i'm saying okay <clears throat> it's still it's listen they all still trapped inside of a bubble you know what I'm by, but it's by choice. Yes, it is. Listen, it is. It ain't by choice. It's so? by, it, 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 listen, is it by choice? Morally, yeah, it's by choice. But it's, it's one of those by choices, like the army. You know what I'm saying? It's mandatory fund choice. You know, uh, when they tell you, when they tell you, if you don't come to the bubble, we can, we can just tear up the CBA and we can, and the, the whole collective bargaining agreement that you guys work for, we can just tear that up. You know what I'm saying? So, do you want to go down here? Play twenty basketball games and ensure the billions that you guys can make, and ensuring the hundreds of billions that our, us owners can make. Or do you not want to have a season 
and we can come play hardball next year. You know what I'm saying? When we come back to the table. Yeah. You guys have a way worse deal than you have right now. So when you say, uh, well, you know what I'm saying? They chose, they choosing to do that. Like, yeah, they're choosing to do that. It's like when they say, well, sometimes, oh, black people choose to vote for Democrats because they think, oh, well, you know, they signed the 1964 Civil Rights Act. You know what I'm saying? So do you want to go back the other way? You know what I'm saying? Because it could always be worse. That's pretty much what they. That's pretty much what they all did to him. You know what I'm saying? That's look what the NFL is telling the uh, the players. Look what the NFL is the, telling the NFL their, is their com- players. Uh, NFL, I agree. Any, they make you decide if you do anything that's high risk outside of these confines, we ain't got to pay you. But they, uh, but they have to though. Okay, start. Let me go back to the NBA real quick. The idea that this is a plantation, and in a macro sense sports is very you know the the parallels are there with the plantation we've made those in the past especially the ncaa but the nba in particular they gave them the option to still get paid like without showing up i mean basically what they don't want to happen is they don't want to miss out on revenue in this fiscal year they gave who the option to still get paid they gave all their players they could they would get uh i think 80 percent of their um salary what the remainder of their salary they would get they didn't have to join. That's why you see like Avery Bradley and a couple other players. Uh, yeah, but like, but like you said, when they know when they when they say they know most of these players are living check to check, they knew they were coming. Yeah, but LeBron didn't. Like have they to they show control up. their finances and the economics and scheduling and everything. They knew everything about these players. They knew they were coming. Harden didn't have to. They show give a fuck up. about no uh, Kawhi Avery didn't Bradley have to saying he didn't want to come. That's what I'm they saying. Kawhi, Kawhi, Paul George, they none of them had to. Dame didn't have to show up. No, they did have to show up. I mean, they're under pressure. They, they're okay, hoopers, I see what you're bro. saying. Listen, I see what you're saying in the slave mentality. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to show up, but that's the new. That's the new transition to slavery. Hey, you don't own to any plantation. You just belong to this group of plantations. So okay. yeah, you you don't have to play here. You can go work here. You can go work there. You know what I'm saying? But it's still the plantations. Listen, I said. You know what I'm saying? I've already said. I and the plantation narrative is okay. there, but I just feel like. It's less applicable to the NBA as it is to make no, no, listen, but, but no, listen, but listen, they pretty much. I understand what you're saying, but listen, they pretty much made them into essential workers. You know what I'm saying? If I know a lot of, if I know uh, 50, 60, or 70 percent of my league is playing check to check, I know how these younger uh, guys are with their money, how they go out there and they spend money recklessly. So I know that they need this money. You know what I'm saying? I know that some other guys uh, just trying to get some shine on the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I'm going to do. It's just like at any other job. I, I I control your finances. I know how much you get paid. So I was, hey, yeah. Hey, I work at Walmart. Yeah, you ain't got to show up. You know what I'm saying? You definitely don't got to show up. You know what I'm saying? When you don't start getting on the schedule no more and shit, when you think you're coming back, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be an issue. So I yeah, mean, you don't got to show up. I, I think the best. You, you in the NBA? Yeah, you're right. You don't got to show up. Don't show up. The more, the, the best, the better argument is that they realize that the players, more, more than, especially in the NBA, now more than any other time, have proven that the whole idea the whole notion of having owners and the the white supremacy that exists within professional leagues being the league's 80 90 percent black but none of the ownership is white none of the head decision makers are white none of the corporate sponsors are white businesses or black businesses they realize that in in this moment that the players have more leverage than they ever have they got the the court of public opinion on their side they could demand anything at this point they could really Run the asylum, oh, so can? to speak. They could. They, even, they couldn't even get. They 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 couldn't even get what they wanted on the back of their jerseys, but they can demand anything now. That's what I'm saying. They could. 
but the trick bag that the, I feel like the NBA used, if you want to make any sort of an, you know, no trick, trick, uh, trickery being used, the NBA placated to the players in a way that also kept them in line, like kept them within, yeah, kept right. them in bounds. Because if they would have been left to their own devices, ain't no telling what this whole thing would have looked like. They probably they they really they could really look at the blueprint because the NBA the NBA Players Association came up with the idea of the bubble. So they literally could have started their own separate league this summer, uh, uh, independent of the NBA. And that model, if it was successful, could have threatened the NBA going forward. Just the same way the, the new G League model is threatening college basketball. So, yeah, they, I, the NBA, it was in their best interest to work with the players. I heard I heard about that, but um, just a di- not, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not just to contrast that. I heard about that, and, and I'm one of the, I'm one of those people that really believe. I know people gonna attempt to pull my card on this, but I really don't believe that these players can start their own league. I I, I don't what? I don't think for one second that they can start their own league because the TV deals and all these things. Just like when they say players, uh, if you go to HBCUs, I'm like, yo, Duke and Al Murray got these TV contracts. This this is where the money like people people just can't break the con- people just can't. Uh, break their contracts or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so just they, like in the NBA, just like in the NBA, they have certain like things written in. Though you seen Under Armour left UCLA, or was it UCLA? I think Under Armour just walked away from UCLA. I yeah, believe. and then you see like the stadium in Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills Stadium. New Era pulled their sponsorship. Like they yeah, do but, have but, causes. But why were they pulling their sponsorship though? You know what I'm saying? The, uh, UCLA's <laughs> is obvious. Lamelo Ball ain't. They didn't deliver. LaMelo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they ain't there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like okay. No eyes. Yeah, but I bet you they're gonna try to put a sneaker on his foot. So it's like it, it's not gonna be immediate. Th- uh, Maker's cousin and Mikey Williams, them trying to go to HBCUs now. The impact is not gonna be immediate as far as like the revenue. You're right, Duke, Kentucky. They got these contracts locked up, but the money is gonna go where the the eyes are gonna be at. So it ain't gonna. You're gonna see Hampton University on ESPN, and you're gonna see Howard University on ABC. Once, once the, at, once right, the talent I goes. You, I only challenge you with this, though, right? I only challenge you, challenge you with this. And I told you this before. The same thing I said. Same. My whole theory is same thing I said with baseball. Hey, once the black athletes don't want to come to, uh, to play baseball no more, we're just gonna get the cheaper black athletes from Cuba to come here. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry, uh, NBA. You know what I'm saying? We get these Pascal Siakams and we get all of them, even though, you know what I'm saying? They trying, they trying, they're trying. They start your own league. I'm just saying, if y'all want to start your own league, just like like they said, just like Cube said, you know what I'm saying? Y'all want to start your own league, but these cable people don't want to give us any any market shares. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to give us any time slots. The same with Diddy and Revolt. Like, you can't get a real, you can't get real people to pick them up. Like, Revolt don't really come on TV anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You got to be a select demographic. And LeBron and them is huge. But like they said, y'all are huge because y'all play in the NBA. The, you know okay, Once the NCAA. Like don't play in the NBA. Nobody ever goes to check for them. They can do all that Rico Hines stuff they want on the Drew League, yeah. all they want. The you NBA. If you can't, if you can't get out to the masses, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I, listen, I agree with you. Like People should have their own league. I'm just saying, the money that they were able to generate because white America did that for them. Yeah. It's... I'm not saying the money's going to be the same. But they still got to live in white America. You know what I'm saying? The money might not be. They alienate white America owners. But you're not. still be in white America. Yes. This is what you're not looking at, though. Even if you're right about initially corporate sponsorship and all that other stuff. uh, Quickly to to talk to your point about 
baseball and how they went and got the black athlete from Cuba and Dominican Republic. The NBA can't find a nigga with handles like Kyrie, bro, in Africa. Are you kidding me? Do you not, not find yet. Not yet. And then the, by the time that happened, listen, listen, listen. They were more or less, they would make the requisite sacrifice in order to avoid that. Because that long game would bankrupt the league. Now, okay, if the players did start their own independently, Rico Hines model, whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh shout out to Rico Hines. Them, them, that now, I wouldn't be, disrespect them because I watch them all the time with the Yeah, saying, Drew League. You know, okay, but listen. They won't have to have the 52, 48, or the 51, 49 revenue split with the owners. So it'll be all their money to split. So the losses would be, you know, it would it would be relative. Like, it would still work out in their favor. Even if they didn't bring in as much money, they wouldn't have to share it. So they probably would be able to take home more. So I it mean, could work. It's one of those things like. Listen, I, I agree. The with NBA you, like is I trying said, to I, avoid I, that. I, I, I love what I, I'm just saying. I love what Mayweather now did with PBC and like how, how a lot of boxers get into the fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you see so many of these elite XCs, and you see all the other ones that try to go against MMA. You see all these independent wrestlers that try to go against WWE. Yeah. You know what I'm saying these people that's pretty much monopolies. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Hey, the Harlem Globetrotters still running around here, and people they getting you know what I'm saying they twenty five dollar tickets off and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I can't name five people on the Harlem Globetrotters right now. Stranger things that, have happened. I do happened. know that the Harlem Globetrotters do exist. You know what I'm saying? At some point, change has to know, happen, I though. just don't know. I'm just saying, when you got to start getting uh, health insurance and all these things that it takes to actually have a league. You know what I'm saying? The private jets, the hotels, and all of this stuff. You know I get saying? it. I get it. That's why I said the, the business model, the bubble model, initially on its face, I'm not saying it could be, you know, I don't. I don't think it has long sustainability based on that model. Just logistically speaking, you can't get 300 players to isolate themselves to a campus. Uh, I mean, even after COVID, when we're allowed to go freely, it's still just too too much that can go wrong having everyone at one facility. But my thing is this: is like change has to come eventually. Like no one thought the Redskins was going to change their name. No one in a million years. We never thought we we're going to see these Confederate statues being toppled. Like, that's what I'm saying. The moment of any of this crazy shit, like Mikey Williams, number one player in his class, if he goes to Howard or Hampton, bro, that's monumental. I couldn't, you would have never thought that. Nike, Nike, Adidas, they got their shit mapped out for the next ten years. They got eighth graders on their bulletin board that they've already allocated, you know, future monies to. And now if you telling me that if motherfuckers throw a wrench in that, they not gonna ensure that they still get that revenue no matter where they have to go get it from it just takes people having that i guess you would say the stamina to with, with you know withstand all of the change i mean look all i'm saying is all i'm saying is my man lavar ball tried it and he was getting tv support he was getting kids even though like, i know these are big stars you're talking about let's talk LeBron. let's be real on the scale you know what i'm saying we're talking about lebron and now lavar tried it and even my coon and even i caught myself with a, a nigger mentality having doubts in his you know him being able to be successful in yeah it. hold your feet to the fire on goddamn lavar bro i i i admit, I admit my missteps when it comes to lavar i've overly praised him against my better judgment and i've criticized him uh against my own coonishness so i'm, I'm definitely holding now my what feet i'm to saying the fire. listen i want to throw this man's name in there my bad because y'all gotta throw i gotta throw his name in there you know what i'm saying you see you see how they did kanye west 
You know what I'm saying? Oh my when Kanye West was saying that he wanted to be a fashion. Stop, 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 stop. Hold on real quick. And I'm gonna let you talk about Kanye. Stop. Hold I'm on. I'm not talking about it. I'm just talking about in the I'm just talking about in the in, in the grand scheme of getting into Mute this nigga real quick. Big people. I'm muting you, bro. Listen. We not just going you're not gonna just skim past this nigga like there's not more to talk about than the fashion industry. What like can we where the fuck was this energy when we had all these heated debates when I told you Kanye was losing his fucking mind that he was not to be I wouldn't say trusted but he was not to be given the platform the uh, credence that he was being given where would you at is he is he is he crazy or has he just got a different idea bro the nigga is losing it no matter what babble comes out in those slivers of coherence the fact of the matter is the man has been losing it for five to six years and i've been documenting that and trying to you know voice right. my listen, you, on you that. I, I will and i and i did um but like we said listen we can't do this in the same breath y'all niggas threw me away with the, with the y'all niggas threw me away for kanye listen nah listen you can't say i'm just saying you can't say Slavery was a choice. Never know what's real. Kanye was right. I'm saying you never know. Listen, hold on. Before we get on Kanye, let's just go back to the NBA. I was just saying he disrespected your 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 uh, warrior queen general Harriet Tubman. What's he disrespected? (laughs) Queen mother. Uh, listen. I don't listen. even though that you're statement was Listen, that statement was kind of uh it, it did have some you know what i think it. about that though you know what i really think about that i think you believe he, he was true a little bit listen i understand the layer i understand the layer meaning what kanye meant about that and i did too I, i'm not gonna lie i kind of understood that little sliver of <laughs> I, I, you know what he meant you know what i'm saying like I, that's what i'm saying that's what it's, it's, it's what it's what david stern is what it's what adam silver and i'm doing you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take you away from that NCAA plantation. I almost killed I'm, my hey, daughter. Listen, you know what the NBA do? I'm the people talking about old oh, million dollars. Say this is what I mean. They take them away from the NCAA plantation where they get treated like kings. You know what I'm saying? But they don't get no money. You know what I'm saying? And then the NBA come and say, hey, hey, well, you know, I'll take your best slaves that you got. You know what I'm saying? Let me go Stop to the auction it. and pick your best slaves out of out of this group. You know what I'm saying? And, and get all this money so we get all this TV revenue. And hey, don't worry about it. Hey, when you was in college, you can't get no food. We have a fucking buffet for you down here. And people all may talk about they slave. They got a motherfucking buffet down there in the ballroom. Yep, they sure do. Cause they're making hundreds and hundreds of billions. It's, yeah, they get paid. Other slaves got the chicken. George got paid too. He was trying to get his freedom too. Stop it. But they never if they never pay you enough, listen. If they never pay LeBron James enough to own his own franchise, then he's still always gonna have to work for them. Yes, because they're business owners too. I get, like I said, okay, I get. I understand. The, I listen. I understand what they do. I'm not gonna let you compete against me. Somebody sent me a clip of. Uh, have you seen that South Park clip where? Uh, what is it? Uh, who's you know the fat I sent one? It to you. you sent it to me, didn't you? Who who, yeah, who was it? It, it was Cartman, right? It was Cartman. He went to the he campus. Wanted to go down there and look at their slaves. You know what I'm saying? I mean, your, your, your athletes. He went on campus wanting to look at their quote unquote slaves or athletes. Any of them for sale? But yeah. Bro, I get it when it comes to college. And we might not have... Based on what they're asking these students to do, risking their health, they don't have any kind of infectious control procedures or protocol that could 
insure like these college football teams got like 100 players on it there's no way you keeping them safe traveling around the country if you're not even sure you're not a slave mentality it is like i said it is gotta go they have to go because they this is their only they think this is their only shot they're ever getting out the projects or whatever yes yes for football yes basketball is changing well yeah basketball is more suburban kids let's be real yeah, it, even the black kids you see in the NBA, they're suburban kids. We get it. We've already yeah, we, we talked about. No, that. Ain't no more hard people coming to the NBA. Let's let's be real about no that. No more, no more people that. There's no more players coming from public schools anymore. These are private school, AAU circuit, coddled athletes. I told people the NBA the best plantation going. Okay. The NBA the best plantation going. You don't got to get beat up or nothing. All you got to do is let LeBron James be your daddy. And why my nigga Luke Kane and all the schools you want? Cause your name, cause name recognition, not even because you can hoop. I'm not even talking taking shots at Brown. I'm just keeping it real. All, they let all these NBA players go to these people's schools because name recognition is the same as legacy shit at Harvard. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I want your dad to come here. Uh, we gonna have the YouTube cameras. Uh, ESPN can come here. Like, come on, this this shit is crazy. Like I say, ESPN, Skip Bayless, they made their whole. All these people made all these billions, and they made it all off of one person, LeBron. Let's be real. Yeah. They fucking follow Bronny around. They trying to get another fucking thirty years. Yep, I I get it. Uh, not so so that we don't get bogged and down. To perpetuity. In. They get money off of LeBron and now for perpetuity, dog. Jordan, Jordan, and so Jordan will he. he, so, he, 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 he the poorest owner. He so will compete. he. He don't got no money to compete. My bad. That's what I said. So will he. Uh, what are the sports news? We Lou went to go get some wings from Magic City. You know, he left the bubble for a funeral and. This being a big deal, uh, big a big deal. I Scru- see how Trace McGrady tried. I see how Trace McGrady tried to spin that. Do you think it's a big deal that he went to get wings? Allegedly, even no, I think though we know listen, he was. Yeah, I, listen, this is what I think. I mean, it's still the slide into the same thing. Like, no, yes. If you say that you're gonna go, listen. Let's, if you say you're gonna be a man and you get these people, and you get these people, you do give them your word. You know, even Lou, like they say, even though Lou only made like eight eight million or whatever. I know for the layman that's a lot of money, but for NBA, it's not. But I understood what Tracy McGrady was saying when he was saying, like, yo, so y'all give me permission to leave and then y'all can tell me where I'm allowed to go when I do leave. You know what I'm saying? Uh what if I was at Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever? I understood I understood the semantics in the argument. You know what I'm saying? Instead of visit an establishment where the people are supposed to be in your face like that's your job to be in your face for bodily fluids to be going around for it to be a whole <laughs> lot of people for there to be drinks and stuff being passed around like this is the audience there you know what i'm saying so the picture the outlook and then they didn't have uh jack harlow though i don't even know who they be talking about somebody said white rapper i said what but i'm saying to have him take a picture was popping and then delete it like this, this is the shit i'm talking about like you take a picture and you have him delete it and i'm not saying i ain't never met lou william i ain't gonna never meet i'm just saying you got these people taking pictures. Come on, man. They knew that fucking. They knew that he wasn't supposed to be in there. Come on, like let's get to talk about the company you keep. You had a, you had a, du- a goofy a, to get cloud off you, Lou Williams. A goofy a white rapper fumbling over clout. He didn't know what to do with the clout. He just like fumbled it. But you know what I'm saying? Got his name. Got his name trending and shit. I ain't never heard about no Jack Harlow. You know what I'm saying? got that I, single. No What's popping? But the ultimate the ultimate shit going Lou Will for going out there and doing it. But it's still the same thing. Like, yo, Lou Will, you shouldn't do that. But if he, if he was going to have to come in the corner, I understand what they're saying. Like, yo, you got people at the theme. They can't go see their families. They can't have no adult entertainment. You know what I'm saying? But these people are rich. You know what I'm saying? And he can do, You can go eat at whatever establishment you want. 
but you do got to deal with the consequences. Like I said, hey, you want to come back to the NBA plantation? Then you got to sit your ass out in the hot box for 10 days. They're not punishing him, though. They, they, they said, like... He got to sit his ass in the hot box for 10 days and not get two game checks. Okay, he you made that decision. Games. Oh, no, he 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 not he's still getting paid. It's not it's not a suspension. I they said... No, I, when I was, well, I thought when I was watching on PTI, they were saying they... He okay, so if, if that's the case, like then I'm wrong. Hundred sixty-two dollars or something. Hundred sixty-two thousand. Okay, if I, if, if, like if that's the case, then yeah, it is being used as a punishment. But like he knew they like, were saying that Jack Harlow should uh, PayPal him the money that he missing. Okay. Uh, regardless to, uh, to that fact, he did come in contact with the general public, which was the whole premise for the ten-day quarantine. Like Zion left, he got the four-day quarantine because he was. He followed the protocol. He got tested every day, and he obviously the NBA felt like he yeah, was obedient. He was obedient. <laughs> All right, I'll let you get that off. He was obedient. Let's be real. He was obedient. <laughs> Great choice of words, but hey, this nigga will be playing on the home opener. Obedience right. is being. Listen, even if he was being an obedient uh, athlete or whatever you want to call him, Negro athlete. Is synonymous in your uh your fantasy but at the same time what he, you do we hold you up as god light or if not we'll we shame your ass we'll shame you Luke, come on you what don't hold you responsible at all like huh? what was he doing there listen, listen. That's where they hang out at. i lived in atlanta for what three almost four years i i went yeah. to every single strip club and yes the food at the strip club is on point i went with you yeah yeah matter of fact yeah and we ate i didn't we eat there i think we did eat there yeah but regardless like the food bro it ain't if if you told me i had what was on what was at stake which is the nba title the nba season my teammates the money all that at stake i would you know postmates i'm not going to i'm not going to violate that bro or at least i would like to think i'm right. not now being isolated away from like we know we've been deployed for 15 months on at a time after the first couple weeks, niggas is thinking about getting some ass. Whether they want to think about biology, like you said, think about biology. Think how many like niggas now you seeing? Say, I got family issues. I, I I got a family matter to handle. <laughs> Come on, nigga. I told you the road is ran by the road is ran by being by hunger and horniness. That's all you need. You gotta eat and you gotta you gotta reproduce. Niggas is That's going the most, to uh, the most powerful forces know the man. Niggas going to every hungry, funeral now. My son's goldfish died. It's a very emotional experience. I had to take time out of the bubble. Like niggas is really gonna be, and it's gonna get worse. It's only what two, three weeks in. It's gonna get way worse. Hey, but listen, look how bad it looks though. The NBA got you're not a slave. You're right. I understand that you and protocol do got to be made. You are inside a bubble. You did have a chance to opt out. You know what I'm saying? But now, yo, you got to tell the NBA why you want to leave. I can already you tell you what's going to happen, pretty bro. pretty much doing that. You sign a piss cup shit on them and shit. You know what I'm saying? Tell them everywhere you at so we can know exactly where so we can go, come get that pee from you. But, but you know listen, listen. It's it's agree, uh, agreed upon protocol. No, I say I agree with him because he could have got everybody else sick. He could have got everybody on the plantation sick. You're right. I'm telling you what they're going to do. When nobody got no money. Right? <laughs> when no white people got no money. I understand. Here, here, here so, my so theory. You got to sit your ass out there in the hot box for 10 days. Hear out my theory. The NBA, because I've watched these games. I'm pretty sure you watched a couple. The yeah, gym, I watched, the, the gym is fucking. It's so sanitized. It's so quiet. You're not gonna get that true playoff experience. It's gonna be a glorified pickup game. And 
if the players are left to make their own atmosphere, it's going. Oh, no, the, they got that crowd noise. It ain't gonna have no cheering, no crowd. I'm telling you what they're gonna do. They're gonna bring in cheerleaders, they do get bro. Crowd noise, though. No, no, no. They're gonna bring in cheerleaders. This is what they're gonna say because the game is so quiet in the spirit of you know cheering and all that is being lost on us. We're gonna bring in quote unquote cheerleaders. And we already know what they bring in onto that quote unquote plantation of yours when they say they bring in on yeah. cheerleaders. That's what's gonna happen. The local Orlando Magic cheerleaders have decided to help us in pre- presenting a more spirited. It might bring some women rights with them. You know what I'm saying? That's not right that the man can get money. We we, we can't get no money during this pandemic. Hey. That's just that's my, our job. Hey, they're gonna fix this horniness problem one way or the other. If they gotta quarantine all of uh every hot girl that's left in the state of florida then that's what they'll do bro uh okay let's move on (laughs) you're right uh we already touched on the washington redskins there's really nothing there they just can't come it's funny how they can't think of a name that's not racist or tied to some sort of ethnic group so they just call it the football team for now it's Trump, man, Trump, Trump has been on. You can't call it. You can't call it. You really can't call him the president or something like that because that's racist. So, there's been a whole. We're in the midst of a culture war. We said that on the last pod, and different factions. Maybe Trump of America. is right. He's gonna he doing more for black people than any president ever done. Okay, a lot of shit getting changed while he's in office. But yeah, it's by it's by it's in response to his. It's 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 uh, in response to his negligence or his blatant uh what i'm calling racism and white supremacist uh policy there's too much to cover everything that's happened with trump since then i'll just hit a couple things that we could probably talk about first off uh this he got okay so he had his mount rushmore his fourth of july celebration that whole weekend and we watched that and he spit he spit a lot of hidden dog whistles i even had white friends of mine uh white co-workers of mine say did you hear those dog whistles so even they hear it you know what i'm saying when he says we want to preserve our heritage we don't want our kids being uh, educated to hate america uh he his refusal to change all the bases bases named after confederate generals or even hear the argument um his abuse of the military and now they're turning their back on him because he used them for his own political uh, terrorization of a certain segment of uh, the U.S. population. They've turned their back on him. His most recent stunt, which is he's brought federal troops to Portland. He's designated them to go to Kansas City, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, the world-famous city of Chicago. Now, for the last, I would say, two to three years on this podcast, I, myself, you, Scruff, Nigel, Dave, we've all massaged this idea of Trump, and it was based. It was led by me. I'm not taking like credit, like oh, I told you so. But we have been talking about this parallel with Palestine, in which the police force from our police representatives from our police forces around the country have been going over to train with IDF soldiers to learn some of their counter insurgent, counter terrorist, counter insurrection. Uh, procedures and now they're bringing it back to america and we've already seen even that down to knee and on the back of a suspect's neck that they learned from israel the officers who killed uh 
George Floyd actually learned that training from Israel. So it's not like this is just some far-fetched uh, idea. What, what, what do you make of now? We're at that moment where we talked about it, but now it's here where Trump is sending federal troops into these cities. I just want to say that <clears throat> that sometimes sound prophetic, but are foreshadowed. But we're just looking at the trends because a lot of our fans know we already told like we was all military mm-hmm. and I know for sure on more than one occasion I said on this thing that when we went to basic training they used to ask us straight up like Yo, well, what are y'all gonna do and the government tells y'all that y'all gotta go on y'all own streets and you know what I'm saying do this against your own cousins and, and, and they would say like Yo, well, they're not gonna send you to Ohio or they're not gonna send you to Virginia they're gonna send you somewhere else you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so you ain't gotta police up your own family members you just gonna police up other Americans Everybody was like, "Oh man, I'm, uh, I won't do it. Uh, I, uh, I took an oath. I, I stand for that oath." And they started laughing. The drill sergeant started laughing. Like, "Yeah, all right. You know what I'm saying? With that peer pressure on you, you got to go out there. What you gonna do? When they give you direct order, when you go out there, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I liken that to the plantation as well. I'm not on my plantation shit, but like I told people, it's hard for it's hard for um, Trump to send the military out there against the people that they need to, to fill the military." Mm-hmm. Like the, like the general said, yeah, you can't go out there being black and brown people when we intensely going to the black and brown junior highs and high schools to get the to get our recruitment up. Mm-hmm. This is the force that we need. You can't always say something about immigration and our army is filled with immigrants. Yeah. People that come here uh, trying to get their, uh, you know what I'm saying, their U.S. citizenship. Phil, I mean, you was there filled with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The military filled with uh So... Like Bro, said, I, hold on real quick. When 49% I was in, of the forces, 49% of the forces minority. Can, can I make this point real quick? When I was when yeah. I was uh assigned to Egypt, the task force there, the, Un- the United States contingent of that task force was comprised of the Puerto Rican National Guard. And every single person there was from Puerto Rico. Majority of them had never been to America. Uh some of them didn't even speak like full, you know, what I would consider functional English to any kind of American standardized testing. And that's who was rep- That's who had U.S. Army printed on their shirt. That was the support. It was in Kuwait. Yeah, and this is the same place where uh, Trump was Kobe uh, shooting Kobe jump shots with toilet paper, and and you know his response after their uh, what was it? Their hurricane, right? Their flooding yeah, that they had down. The hurricane hit them. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like you said, and these are the people that's still. I mean, my the drill sergeants I'm talking about was Puerto Rican. Like they, they <laughs> filled the ranks, so I'm just being real. Like nah, they filled right. the ranks, so so that like they said we can't look look at the ranks, look at the morale. Like yo, we can't look at our because we this is still the military. We're gonna be honest. We're gonna still be the hey, almost all the white, almost all the officers are white. You know what I'm saying? But they still know through a camaraderie ship. Like yo, they do see these black soldiers every day. They hang out with these people every day. You know what I'm saying? They know that these soldiers that they're hanging around aren't the criminals that are being portrayed on TV and things like that. But you want me to take them and tell them to go in their own neighborhoods, go to D.C. and Chicago and Minneapolis, uh, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, Newport News, Portsmouth. You know what I'm saying? All that seven city shit. Relax. And I'm just being real. They had them out there for trade and stuff. And uh, for Lee. Yeah. So, <laughs> Fort Lee. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at that yeah. land of the Confederate, um, and 
and you get these people. I'm saying like you and you you got these officers and you and they telling them, hey, go out there against your own people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can't like, hey, this is who we we got to placate to them. Why? Because they make up our military. Everybody know that the poor and the low economic make up the military to try to move into the middle class or the, or the working class. You know what I'm saying? You, you say, hey, come to the military. You stand for honor. You get a degree and all of this stuff. And you got trouble recruiting people. And you're going to go over there and try to knock over the head of people that you're trying to recruit. And it's obvious to anybody they don't got no weapons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's just be real about this shit. They don't got no goddamn weapons. And like I tell black people, I, I get on the tyrant. I don't want I don't want to steer off what I'm telling people. But black people, I listen to me when I tell you this. I've told you this plenty of times on this show. You're talking about you're ready for a war. Oh, you see the uh, I don't what's their name the Black NFA or NAS. I don't want to disrespect the uh, not the fucking Black around coalition. Them it, niggas, it was it, super deep. We got to dive into the, that nigga, those niggas because it's a lot of suspect yeah. shit there too. But listen, they was out there super deep, and I seen a lot of real star stuff where there was uh, you know you know how blacks always make jokes and stuff. They seen the National Guard soldiers and it was they was making jokes about their size and things of that yeah. nature. I want you guys to realize, black people, come on, like I said. Just realize this. You may come with black people that got guns, you know what I'm saying? With rifles and weapons. Everybody that they bring in are trained killers. The trained marksmen. Don't think because they got on them glasses or they look nerdy or whatever that they that they not gonna fucking pull that M16 out. And that they, they're not proficient with it, that they can't slap that magazine with their eyes closed, or they can't perform sports or taps on that motherfucker. Okay. You know what I'm I'm not I'm disagreeing. Just being real, no, they, no, no. Make, I'm just saying because it's always gonna be three on one. Yes, but for the for the sake for the sake of, because I want to put just a little clarity on what you just said. Yes, everything you said is true. Even the nigga with the birth control goggles on, uh, that looks like lambda, 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 whatever. The Revenge of the nerds. Like he can still lay you down. Trust and believe. Uh, but a couple things. We're not the troops that we're seeing occupy these streets, and I'm I'm gonna get into that a little deeper in a second. These aren't the U.S. military. Like the military already turned their back on Trump in a sense. Where yeah, that's yeah, that's Trump's secret army. This this is a whole different. This is a whole. These aren't. These are federal, quote unquote, federal officers. But their their background, their employer employment is a little more sinister than. Uh, and we'll get into that. They're in military. But I will say this, and you said okay, most the people that they're sending them after are unarmed. Obviously, just like I said, they learned this from. Israelis and how they treat Palestinians. I keep saying that because there's this idea that if you say anything that may be true, but it's also in some way shines a, a bad spotlight on Israel or Jewish people that you're somehow anti-Semitic. All I know is this: the tr- the officers who killed George Floyd learned those procedures and those maneuvers from Israeli defense forces. And he was killed because of that. And all I know is that Nick Cannon was castrated and uh, just, you know, blackballed because he said something that he learned from Minister Farrakhan, which is that the true identity of the Jews is being kept from the, the people. Basically what he said. If that's not if that's not white supremacy. And I don't know what it is. That's more white supremacy than it is anti-Semitism. Black soldiers have died uh, during World War II liberating Jewish people from these uh, on the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Red tails, all of that. From these concentration camps. Black people have lined the pockets of Jewish music executive, executors. 
even though the hidden history will show you that Jews helped finance slave ships. Jews helped finance plantations. We're not going to get into all that because then you're accused of being anti-Semitic. And if you got to die on your truth, if you got to just die on that cross to be to speak the truth, then so be it at some point. Because that's also white supremacy. And Nick Cannon, he had to bow to corporate pressure. Like I said, my mom advised me to speak differently. But I, I told her, like, I have if, if it, I can't let lies come out of my mouth anymore. I have to if, if it that's the whole. And everything I'm doing will be invalid if when it came time for me to speak truth, I cowered in the face of white supremacy, period. And if anybody can't the respect that. was on that Viacom plantation. Yeah. Like, yes, I have a job. Well, everything I say on this podcast in no way affects my job. It don't represent the thoughts and views of people who employ me or who I work for. I also have freedom of speech under this constitution, the constitution that I put my life on the line for and serve my country for. Nothing I'm saying is anti-hate. All right, nothing I'm saying is hateful, racist, or discriminatory. I'm just saying the truth as I know it. Period. But yeah, back to Trump's troops. These federal. Depart- oh, listen, the problem oh, is your truth. You saying the truth as you know it. As I know it. I mean. Yeah, and ain't the truth that they. <laughs> and he's like you say, it's his story. You know what I'm saying so. That's why you say any truth that you got, any knowledge you got is wrong. And anybody who will hold what I if they'll hold my words against me in some way try to use that to you know fire me or any sort to to me that's reinforcing white supremacy because you're saying you don't even have enough respect to investigate and corroborate anything I'm saying you just don't like how it sounds and then you're gonna you're gonna take action against me that's white supremacy Uh, but back to Trump's troops real quick so we have been seeing and because it's all connected, like I said, trap conscious is seeing those things that aren't readily visible and making those connections. Like I said, we've been like you said, it's this the reason why we don't have to do pods as often is because a lot of the things we talked about in between all of the social media, all the industry gossip, you know, all the tea is prophetic. It's a living uh, social commentary that as long as the conditions remain that created that commentary. The, the the those podcasts are going to still be applicable to everyday living because the same circumstances are going on and right now and we've talked about betsy devos in the past the secretary of education we talked about trump and his permanent funding for hbcus and how most hbcus ran are ran by white people they've been founded by white people so the idea that okay yeah they're funding hbcus most of these institutes of higher learning that are giving government funding they're also having to have their curriculum screened and ran by them to determine if it's uh suitable to be taught at those schools so i'm not saying you can't get this type of consciousness on those campuses but it just knowing show just know for a certainty that it's the information they provide you on those campuses are limited to what they deem because they control the money and trump is I want schools reopen. I'm pulling funding for every school that's not open. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you're wondering why. And that's because Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, her brother, Eric Prince, he runs the biggest mercenary firm in the entire world. He he runs Blackwater. He runs a couple other mercenary firms under different names. But yes, Eric Prince, who's been accused of loaning mercenaries to Russia, 
who in turn went uh, turned around and harmed U.S. soldiers. Who who's this is the secret army that you don't hear about. These are the people who do the dirty work that you don't hear about. Her brother, Operation Black Ops, and shit. yeah, Secretary of Education. Her brother Eric Prince is the one who's supplying these federal troops to Trump because the Department of Homeland Security has a couple different a- agencies within that. They have a a more elite uh, task force within that of soldiers. I think it's called BORTAC. They're the Border Patrol agents. They're the ones who go up against the cartel. They're the ones who go up against MS-13. They're the real ops out there. There's a war being fought on U.S. soil right now that people don't even see. These are the soldiers. And these are Trump's soldiers. These are his secret police that are being used throughout the country. And anytime a president, a sitting leader of this country can use his secret police and it at his discretion in any way he sees fit against the local government's uh, pushback and yeah because they're democratic cities and yeah because they oppose his views we don't live in a democracy anymore we live under a similar situation to what we had in Nazi Germany which is fascism and at every single avenue every single page we've turned Trump has used those same exact tactics that Hitler used in Germany in present day America and if you keep ignoring those signs and you don't want to make that correlation if you think this is a fantasy then frankly you're not intelligent in my mind I don't hold you as intelligent maybe some other people do but I don't see you as intelligent I see that as being ignorant Uh, but yeah that's what's happening right now everything I've said on this microphone has come to pass whether you want to take it or leave it I ain't toot my own horn. I'm just, like I said, I'm just an observer. I'm just here to bear witness to the society I live in. And everything I've said that's ha- that's going to come to pass has come to pass. But. I mean, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like like they said, they might call them the, the Bureau of Prison Guards or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But all these people really are is, I'm being real with you guys. All these people are is ex-military, ex-Delta Force, ex-Special Forces. X whatever, you know what I'm saying? Paramilitary people. When you get out, you don't really got no job no more. What's the market? Slow down. So, hey, yo, you can still stay on the government nipple, you know what I'm saying, by doing these quote-unquote force protection jobs. These ops. You know what I'm we can still get the same tactical gear as, as being a U.S. soldier, but you don't got to follow the rules and regulations of the U.S. soldier. Like, they told. Like they, told. they just went to the cities. Like, y'all can't wait. Y'all ain't going to do anything. We got federal buildings here. We find a loophole. So now we can just put federal agents here yep. you know they're not soldiers they're agents operation legend like i'm trying to tell people people think i told people like, i just like the irs they're like irs can come down and say the irs got pistols on them yeah don't think it's <laughs> the, the 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 way the government works is i'm gonna put a gun to your fucking head yeah that's how it's gonna go you sign this paperwork and everything goes smooth you want to act right up and put this pistol to your fucking head yeah that's that's it and that's what trump means like you know what i'm saying hey it's hot butter like you say he who controls the money that's what I mean when I say it's slavery. Hey, open up your fucking schools because you get government money. And if you don't do it, we know that you that y'all not gonna be able to survive. These schools ain't gonna be able to survive. Y'all gonna be out of out of out of work. Y'all not gonna be able to pay y'all bills. So if it's the pressure on us, like they said, all these companies, all these markets, they open right back up. And when people say it's not slavery, I'm like, yo, you just an entertainer, though. You just entertain just to get paid money. Yeah. They'll find any way they want, you know what I'm saying? You get at fifty million dollars, they they figure out a way to fucking freeze those assets. You know what I'm saying? The IRS is come and say, hey, 
Hey. Like they say, you never really hear about these NBA players. Nobody ever having tax problems or anything while they still playing that basketball shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not until they're not making money for nobody and, you, and they think they want to uh, invest in something. That, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to invest in some shit that these real white college people don't want you to invest in. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's go look at his books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's what I'm saying about the... That's why I'm saying that's why I'm trying to correlate it with the starting your own league and shit. It's too much shit that they got going on. You know what I'm saying? When you can just bomb a black Wall Street, when Trump can just come out there with his own troops and shit, you know what I'm saying? And the shut—I mean, let's be real—you know what I'm saying? Start shutting shit down. Oh, there's too many black people here who got permits for this shit. Yeah. Who told LeBron and them they can have? You know what I'm saying? They can uh, rent out the Toyotas, whatever it is. And shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, can I say and something about the, the not fucking the around financial... real quick? Go ahead. When you because you you said about something, you just mentioned guns and it flashed my mind. They're not fucking around. Grandmaster J, this Negro, who is uh, uh, in front of a group of black soldiers and all black, whatever you want to say. The idea of that, the optics of that is meant to inspire insurrection. When Trump's, when the U.S. government sends, quote unquote, when we arm freedom fighters in other countries, it's to, it, it, there's, there's such, such a thing called psychological ops. When we go to these different countries and we push push propaganda and we we arm certain military factions, it's for them to overthrow the government. At least it's for them to provoke the larger uh, adversary to come from hiding to engage them, and therefore then the U.S. can come in and uh, dismantle them. Yeah, it, they're just using them for bait. Like they said they 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 starting coup d'etats. They doing false flags. Like they said they doing stealth. Oper- they doing covert operations. Like you said, they don't know the government. Like they've been doing. That's that's this is what I think the not fucking around coalition is. I basically that's what I get at. I think Grandmaster J, whoever the fuck he is, and his whole coalition. Yes, the optics are beautiful if you want to if you believe in, but we've seen those optics time and time throughout history we've seen those same optics of black people and all black armed and making political demands and each time we've seen it it's always just to to bring out to draw out those people within the country and then you go to dismantle them and trust and believe that's what it is but here in America like I said about the economics part about it like that's, that's my thing and I understand the show of force, but like, like I said, hey, when America doesn't, they don't, they, they're not going to combat y'all out there. They're not going to combat all 500 of y'all black people out there with no weapons. They're not going to do it. All they're going to do is wait for y'all to go to that. They got to go to work now. They got to go to work. That's what white people said. They got to go to work. You know what I'm saying? They got to go somewhere. They, they they don't live in this city. You know what I'm saying? They, they ain't no hotels and shit for them, so we ain't even worried about your black coalition. Even if it, I'm saying if it was a, a real thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not going to engage. Like, let's be real. You seen the Black Panthers? You seen all these shit? Like we said we got all these gangs. When white people talk about black on black violence and all this violence that's going on in Chicago and shit, I think about Trump now when they said they're going into all these democratic cities and all this uh, world of violence. Where has let's be real? Wasn't that any of this black on black violence building on the Beverly Hills or any of this shit? You know what I'm saying? In, in real. You know what I'm saying don't like don't know white people encounter no fucking black people on a, on a normal day basis. Yeah, you know what I'm saying ain't no white people going to no fucking projects. You know what I'm saying, and they ain't worried about no fucking killing. Yeah. Well, there's because being but the being thing about it is, it's like 
America does need black people in the sense that we they need us for to boost bolster the the labor class, but at the same time, yeah, they they as a caste system. They've done a cost benefit analysis, and in their cost benefit analysis, the results come back that a majority of these Negroes are un, they're useless for the society that they uh, that's for society to function. You're right. They, I mean, of course, they don't look at it from a cultural standpoint of what kind of culture black people provide for this country that would uh, otherwise have none uh, in terms of music, fashion, dance, popular, you know, just humanity in a certain way. Like black people provide that for the country, which is invaluable, especially in times like this when all you have is culture to try to lean on. And that's being threatened. So that's where you see all of this unrest and just this chaos. But yes. They do see like in Chicago, particularly in particular, because that's the most segregated city in America. They see that the cost benefit analysis says that there's black people that are un, uh, useless in Chicago and that they can if they can use the violence as a means to get rid of these people or to re reallocate these people to say a prison where they can be useful. Plantation. Then that's what they're going to do. Um, and I, I, and I, I, I agree with you when you said the, um, it's, but I also agree with like what I said, like, hey, they're not letting no black people leave America. I don't give a fuck if they think black people cost too much. And shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I got this theory in my mind. Everybody, I mean, it's not really theory, but like I said, all black African Americans, y'all belong to the United States plantation. You can't leave. You can't go get on no fucking, don't, don't believe in that shit. They tell me, oh, you can just go to Africa to start this shit up and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, all right. They let one or two of y'all go to Africa uh, with, with visas and shit because y'all tell them that y'all coming right back to the United States and shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all only allowed to go to countries where America got uh, peace treaties and extradition laws and shit for real and shit. You know what I'm saying? So all this mass migration that you can just leave the United States and shit. You know what I'm saying? And let's get on the boat like Marcus Garvey was talking about. They're not going to let that happen. Yeah, we say, oh, they bullshit. not. Yeah, they are not going to let that happen because they need the work. Like they said, they need the workforce. They yeah. need they need the labor force still and like you said i agree with you what you said ybf like it's still too many it's still too many of them that they have uh deemed you know what i'm saying useless but let's be real uh even though know, i can think of plenty of things they could be doing right now like they said with the with the iq like they said people with 85 iq not allowed in the military you know what i'm saying they said they, there's no job that they can find for them that they can train them to do that's pretty much what they say about the black community. That's that's the same principle that they're using. They say it's too many black people with no skills that we can't put them to use. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can't put them to use. So let's and like they said about uh and then I about to say about the rappers and stuff like that. Just so I'm why send them to I school then? Why send why why huh? the why the urgency to send them back to school when you don't produce a citizen that's useful in society? Remember those little forms they used to make us fill out the second or third day of school? And you had to be yeah. there to get the, so the school can get funding. Like, why send us to school? <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Like, okay, what they're seeing the schools, also the schools, too. Listen, the schools don't really care about the students. They just want the students to show up so they can get the funding, so they don't get their asses fired. So they teach yeah. a white, so pretty much a white middle class woman will have a job to go to. Like I said, there, the board of education has say so on what curriculums being taught in school. Trump said. We have been our students have been taught to hate America. So why do you think they want to go back to school so urgently? What do you think they're gonna be teaching them this fall when they go back? Yeah. You gotta, you get, makes one wonder. The, the, 
like I said, I, I often brag like I only got five years of formal education. And that's lo- a loosely, a loose amount of time, you know. I've been in and out of school. I dropped out of college like seven times. No, I don't find, I don't find cu- the curriculum that's being laid out for me useful for me in any other, in any real sense. It's not. Life. It's not applicable. The, the, the it's capability not applicable, of, applicable everyday life no more. Yeah. Some people just have enough they don't need that you know what i'm saying i know plenty of people with degrees and if if you want to use your degree as some sort of this is where this is the level of well we can have those debates we can go there bro and i'll show you how useless your degree is and now listen very, very quick i'm order. glad that you said that i'm glad that you said it because i'll i never wanted to my man why be at form but you know i love when the, you know what i'm saying that he work at uh chill 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 chill, chill 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 i ain't gonna say nothing that's what i said that's what i'm not that he, but i'm saying but these even when we were in the military, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the people that we were around, a lot of the Asians and, and uh, Islanders, they all had advanced degrees. Like, these were some of the smartest people that you would ever meet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These all got IQs of 125, but they all mechanical engineers. And yeah. I'm not saying the normal person, I'm just saying, but in our career professional world, you know what I'm saying? We, I, I got so many friends with so many degrees, so many, so many degrees. And they like they say, man, this shit ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just being honest. I'm working with somebody at work. I'm working with an engineer at work. Uh, we're de- we were designing something. You know, our company has six thousand people, but it's left up to one person to try to figure out how to design this particular system, which is me. And then they just recently brought him in to help 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 with, help me uh, articulate my theories and him actually apply it and do the engineering for it it's two people out of six thousand people so don't tell me that and these are six thousand people with high advanced degrees we're talking about uh uh aerospace MIT and, and <laughs> california institute of technology these type people you can't be a dummy and says you can't be a dummy in this 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 portion of society and function trust me your iq has to be up there i only say that to say like school isn't the end-all be-all yet they try to put that as the okay everyone should want to achieve this degree bro school is a money a money apparatus it's that's all it is it's a revenue stream all these college campuses are what fund these same cities and states that turn around and you and and put yep. uh racist policy in law they're the same ones who turn around and pay police salaries who fuck around and put their knee on the back of your neck like they said, university pretty much a city. They got their own police, their own fire departments, their own cafeterias, everything. They got their own their own city that that employs their own teachers and everything. Yeah, that they get for kids pay tuition. They get all the other money from the state. Exactly. All they do is, even though a lot of them losing money, but for the vast majority, they're making money. University of Alabama, University of Kentucky, like these are state schools. So all the revenue they generate from say. John Wall or DeMarcus Cousins or say uh, Tua Tungavaloa or Jalen Hurts that shit goes right back into the state's pocket and then they disperse that money amongst all their different agencies and we seen like in LA and California their budget they spent 3.5 billion dollars on policing and they spent a fraction of that on every other public service so they're telling you what their main initiative is so the money you generate on these plantations like KB Collar, it turns back around and comes back to harm you. And you just got to be able to I mean, I don't that. even got to say that now. What, Senator Tom Cotton? Or where the fuck is it? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Tom Cotton, he says uh, slavery was a necessary evil. 
It was. Like, they clearly said that. It, it was. You know what I'm saying? To build what we have as America. You yeah, needed 500 years of free labor to build this country up. Because, okay, another cultural comment that's been coming out is there's white people distancing themselves from being the original settlers who enslaved black people. They're saying, oh, my family came over on Ellis Island. We came I got something for their asses for that one. I swear I do. I'll just say this and I'll get out the way. The country that they came and sought refuge in, the this this land of milk and honey, this utopia that was attractive to so many Europeans that come over here, so many immigrants that come over here. This country that they desire to be a part of was set up, was funded by the foundation of cotton being picked by my ancestors, by the the sweat and blood equity that went un you know what I'm saying didn't get paid for for 500 400 500 years that was the only reason why this country was attractive for your family to come over and when you come over and you don't have a understanding of that history you ignore it in any way or you benefit from it anyway and then you turn your nose on the idea of what really is the truth then you are practicing white supremacy and you're just as culpable and just as complicit as the people who settled this land period and whether you could be from India, you could be from Nigeria, you can be from China. If you come over here and you don't know that history and yet you want to seek that privilege and assimilate to that culture that pushed down black people, then you're no you're just as guilty as they are, in my mind. And well, I mean you pretty much said the words out of my mouth, but I say that because I agree with you. And I always say like to the Irish or these these I mean, I don't want to say I'm just saying people that do immigrate over here. Like I always tell them, hey, slavery, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't no deal breaker for you not to come over here. You know what I'm saying? You knew this country had slaves, and you came willingly. They always talk about my family came here for work. And shit. I'm like, man, damn, how your family have enough money? Well, I was watching Titanic shit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that many poor people at the bottom of that goddamn boat. It was all the rich people that say, hey, I don't even got no money to get on the boat to come over here. You know what I'm saying? But my family came over here to make a better way. Everybody else is poor back where I'm from. So y'all the rich ones from back where y'all from. That's why I come to America. You know what I'm saying? America not even letting in poor people or poor immigrants. Bro. They only letting in the high class, the uh, the geniuses from other countries pretty much. All the work pieces and things of that nature. And I'll say this about this. If you go to Amsterdam, you don't got a problem. You don't, you don't got no problem with sex slaves or drugs or any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't go to Amsterdam and turn your nose up at it. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing with going to America. Like, if you came to America, you knew it was slaves here. Knew, like you said, you knew it was the black people down south everywhere having sex. I mean, having forcefully having sex, you know what I'm saying? Uh, having um, slave farms, birthing farms. Yeah. And I, like I said, I only switched that a little bit back to what Kanye said. Hey, Harry Tubman took the slaves and she did bring them up north, you know what I'm saying? To freedom, per se. But like everybody that live up north say the, the conditions up north wouldn't that much better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't, it ain't like I said. It's not that much better when you still are a black person. You gotta go ask a white person for a job. Yeah, we have the privilege you know of saying? that. We have the privilege of that uh, understanding now, that perspective now. But at the time, when you're under those strenuous conditions, just being free in any capacity is a step up. It's with social mobility in the upward direction. So Harriet did what she could for a time, based on the conditions and the limitations she had. And it's on people like Kanye to understand that and carry the torch a little further in their lifetime instead of criticizing or finding a way to, you know, uh, cuten up your little like to give a little cute catchphrase that in some way diminishes what she did. 
What was my man named? Uh, what was his name? Oliver Northrup. What was his name? Sam Northrup on Twelve Years a Slave. Benjamin, whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, it was. Not to disrespect. Uh, but I'm just saying, just yeah. like you said, he was up north and they. I'm gonna call him Platt. You know, his slave him. name. Uh, Solomon Pratt. Whatever his name. Was. No, Platt uh, was his slave name. His name was like Solomon yeah. Northrup. So, I'm just saying, and they, you know, they snatch him from up north, racist white people. You know what I'm saying? Statue from up north. And like I said, you think them other white immigrants didn't know that they white friends and stuff were selling slaves and bringing them back down south? Yes. They knew what they knew what it was. They like they said it was black slaves that came up north and like they said they had to keep going north of Canada because they when they got to Philadelphia in Ohio, they found out they were more racist than the people that was down south. Listen, this this podcast isn't I'm not I I don't say these things to indict all the white society. As we see right now, it's we're not talking about the overall white population. So these these statements that I say um, KB say it only applies to white supremacists the people that have bought into the idea of whiteness I want that to be clear it's not saying that about every white person if you don't at all this behavior trust and believe we know they're out there I interact with so many people on that are they're done with all the bullshit themselves they're fed up with it like trust and believe we know that we're talking to a specific segment and like you said there came a time in America and it was mostly around World War II where white people from different european countries started to dissolve some of that nationality that they had between them like oh i'm not french anymore i'm not dutch anymore it just they just bought into the idea of whiteness because of america beating the europeans you know what i'm saying so to speak the, the faction of european armies and there was so much american pride being pushed at that time that you started seeing people just they started all rallying around the idea of whiteness and somebody Somebody during that time, American nationalism and patriotism. Yes, it became indistinguishable which white people were the ones perpetrating these. You're right. Things on just change their last names. Coach K and M did. We're gonna change our last name. Yeah, and then Donald Trump just gonna take the F off his last name. You know what I'm saying? Are we German? We Trump? People won't think we Nazi. Just take it off. Yeah, that that assimilation also comes with that assimilation. Also comes. like I said, culpability and just what overall happened. Um, can we talk quickly? Cause I'm, I'm trying to stay certain time limit, but okay. So Trump just recently, uh, he just removed one of Obama's, he ended one of Obama's, you know, fair housing rules. And basically he replaced it with something. Let me, let me, he, he replaced it with this initiative in his mind that he wants to he wants to uplift the suburban housewife quote unquote he wants to push out low income housing into these suburbs these, this this tweet and he wants to make the suburbs great again and the language he's using is if you ask me it's pretty it's a dog whistle to segregate America once again and he wants to remove some of those policies that were put in place these amendments made to the fair housing act that uh protected against discrimination and redlining and stuff like that he said i'm happy to inform all the people living in the suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low income housing built in your neighborhood your housing prices will go up based on the market and crime will go down i have rescinded the obama biden AFFH rule. Enjoy. Now, I told you capital, capitalism is a motherfucker. 
I put that into the group chat earlier that I had with uh, Nigel Scruff and uh, Dave, and the response to it there was there was responses on both sides of it. So I, I'd rather talk it out here on the podcast. Um, because people always ask like, okay, a lot of people, you should just strive to do better. You should, you should pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You should do this. You should do that. But it's my estimation and it's my observation that and, and I and I had to find the right information to interpret what it is that I see. But the conditions you see black people in, it's not by accident or happenstance. It's not because black folks are lazy. I just told you they built this country for over 400 years for free. It's because of systemic government policy that you see black people where they are today and white people where they are today. I'm not saying that white people don't work hard. I'm not saying that there's black people who don't squander what resources and opportunities are available to them. But that can't just be, that doesn't answer what is a very glaring, obvious, and no mathematics could ever justify what you see today. It's all based on policy. And it started, I like to use parallels in history. Like I did parallel, Palestine parallel, when I talked about Palestinians and Israel. Well, I'm going to do it again. And I'm saying that what we see happening in this country now, we've seen happen before. The circumstances and the culture which created it is almost identical to what happened 100 years ago. And I say that to say this. And I'll lay off these points and we can discuss it. Back, uh, both of us can discuss it. 19, let's say 1918, 1919. There was a Spanish flu, right? hundred years ago there was a pandemic a global pandemic that killed i want to say what seven eight million people uh it was a large number of people i might be over exaggerating but nonetheless there was a global okay yeah damn well there was a global pandemic going on at the same time uh there was also cultural revolutions going on throughout the world you had the bolshevik revolution going on in russia where these people were overthrowing their what they consider a tyrannical dictatorship style government over in uh the ussfr and all and all the while you had here back in the states because of capitalism because of uh greed by certain corporate entities you've seen the stock market uh collapse and you what led us to a great depression i, I would say we if you if you culminate those 20 to 15 to 20 years of time and you fast forward them to 2020 i would say it kind of uh it's kind of parallel to what we see right now if like am i are the ingredients there do you see what i'm saying no it is i mean it's history repeating itself you know what i'm saying it's it's almost like you said it's almost a parallel it's almost a mirror spitting image of what's going on yeah and I just think it's how I just think it's how the world is like sort of like an analogy may not be the best analogy like they said you know it's Hawaii and they got a volcano and every hundred years they know that volcano going to erupt yeah you know what I'm saying the volcano erupts everybody do a kumbaya thing they bury the dead they try to get the agriculture go back on and 200 years later the volcano got to come back and erupt again to let them know like yo shit still y'all still fucking the shit up you know what I'm saying 
and that's that's the ingredients and shit. Like, yo, there's nothing's changing. Like you said, nothing's changing, so there's always going the same shit is going to happen. But Trump and I pit people at a, at a, and they pit um, like I said, you can mask racism with with capitalism. So if you're a homeowner, and like they said, if you're a homeowner and you want your money to go up. You know what I'm saying? You want your value to go up. You want your valuations and all of that to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants their property taxes to go down, but you want your money to go up. You want to have better schools and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I guess you can't have black or brown people come in this area. You know what I'm saying? A low-income area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And let's be honest. If you black, if you black and you live in a black gated community, a black like you, you, that community ain't worth the same as living in a white community. Yeah. You're not really making no money. Like I said, a lot of black homeowners is losing money. You taking out four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars loan to pay out a house, and since you live in a black community, once you get the pay for that house, you ain't gonna be able to flip it or any of that. I see. see everything you're saying is true, but I, I want to dive one level deeper because every time we talk about the black community, or you know, people talk about history. We, even if we talk, even if we want to start and use the great depression is our departure point like we're only talking about 80 to 90 years at most so you got to ask yourself what happened over the course of those 80 to 90 years that why we are where we are because people just look at like the projects or say say like uh in louisiana where the first housing projects were built magnolia those type of projects where we we know we see baby and we see cash money they made those pop those projects popular uh yeah and the image that we see when we Calio, when we Alpha first projects. Yeah, when we first seen those projects on TV, we seen them with a bunch of niggas standing outside and it was hood and it was worn down and dilapidated. But they weren't built that way originally. They weren't even built for black people originally. That's what people don't understand. These they used to be like luxury condos that they can't move people in for real. At the time and place in which they were built, all these housing projects were built for World War II workers, people who were at home in support of World War II and had family members supporting the war machine, which is white and black people. These weren't built as housing projects per se. These were built as housing for working people who had income. It was built as plantations. There was no income discrepancy between black and white people at that time. Only difference is these projects were segregated by law. And then something happened. Like I said, there was a cultural revolution going on in Russia, the Bolshevik revolution. Read about it. And just like when during Bacon's Rebellion in the episode we did, I think it was the Minstrel Show episode, I uh, show and proved that anytime there's a, a conflict amongst race in this country or anytime there's a conflict amongst capitalism and the working class, the government, the first thing they do is reach for race. And what they do is they they make it a point to elevate the white sector of society uh, so that they would be on board with reinforcing the agenda the sub the suburbs were built after the bolshevik revolution you know that was because the government planned to move these white people into these single family homes give them the illusion of some sort of social elevation over black people to quelch that uh dissension that they were interpreting from what they were seeing in russia because it's easy to say oh damn just like in hong kong you see them uh the protest against china at large and then that's what's going on right now you don't you got to see the parallels as soon as these white projects like i said they were segregated as soon as these white people start moving into these suburbs that were built with the backing of the federal housing administration who in these 
home loans. They guaranteed these home loans to these developers if they didn't sell these houses to black people. This is all documented. You can read about the yeah, FHA. Yeah, this is real. This is real. They admit to all this shit. This is what they did. They moved into these suburbs. These houses that they bought for $10,000, they moved them into that. And they, they fully guaranteed these loans. They were moving in for zero down payment. Black people weren't they were they were they were even even GI is coming home. Same, same all you gonna say about like the how many times you just said about like the GI bill and shit. You were saying when the, when the black soldiers came home and they couldn't get the access to the housing. They couldn't. They could. They could. They got some of the contracts to come do some of the building. They got some of the. They could do some of the catering and food services for the workers. But other than that, like I said, these are wealthy black people, or at the at, at the at the least middle class black people that are being denied access to what we would know now these ten thousand dollar homes that are being appraised by the time the fair housing corrected this racist practice these houses were outdated uh antiqued uh dilapidated compromised structures that they turned around and sold to black people for four or five hundred thousand and then that white family instantly uh now has generational wealth black people going to one, one generation black people going to 30 year of perpetuity in debt uh and with taking on these 400 500,000 loans for a house that's dilapidated that won't last 30 years so now they have to reinvest more and more money to keep the house up and you see how the cycle is to where it is so when you look at these black neighborhoods and you see them being worn down and you say well black people need to pull itself up by their bootstraps know your history be able to interpret what happened with the cause and effect effects of that that's what i don't get when people okay so when you look at the black community today right just know this you're looking at the results of an ongoing social by accident the black people that are involved in the experiment experiment they don't even have any idea that they're being observed by the problem don't even know they're in the experiment yes like what did gregory said like oh did the Jews didn't know what the Nazi was doing to them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? Until they got there. You know what I'm saying? But and I and, and and just to hit on what you were saying about like the projects. So you know, I lived in the projects. I took you to my projects. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these projects, like they say, even with like they said, our army barracks and shit like that. And once the money or stuff go, or the army say they want to leave or whatever, like they say, it's still government housing. Mm-hmm. We got all these poor blacks, you know what I'm saying? That we that we had up here for Ford, you know what I'm saying? It's the same shit. Like if you go to Mississippi and shit, they got all these projects and shit for like Mexicans and Guatemalans that work on these chicken farms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And of course, ain't no real money being ran through there because they only get paid little money, and they they get they pretty much got them sharecroppers or shit. That's how I look at it. When you live in the when you live in the projects, when you live in the projects. There's no money. There's no money being made because you live in the project. So the property tax and all of that shit, all your school zones, everything, all economic. You can't get better schools. You can't get better textbooks. Oh yeah, black people, y'all can go to school now. You know what? But don't worry about it. We're gonna uh, fund the schools with property tax. Oh oh, GM and all these places left. You know what I'm saying? They took all the uh, labor all with the Mexico or they they exported it out to China. Yeah. So now you black people that did have skills. Or you went to school, had a vocation, or you can you can use some uh you, you know how to put a car together or whatever it is. Now, now you're skilled, now you don't have no skills. None. Yeah. So now you gotta go do the now you gotta go do the fucking uh servicing jobs, you know. 
Like I tell people, all these jobs are still the same. Working at McDonald's is, is like working at the plantation and shit. You know what I'm saying? You work in the kitchen for master. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I'm being real with people. Like I hate when people say, "Oh, we well, learn a responsibility." And all this fucking corporate bullshit that they feed that they feed to you, they act like you're not on the fucking plantation. If you work in McDonald's, they say, "Well, yeah, well, you know, you got to get a higher education." Okay, well, listen, I, I went to school. I graduated. I'm just throwing that for the, the normal black person. I went to school. I graduated high school. Uh, maybe my grades wasn't good enough to get into a state university or to a local college or whatever and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not doing drugs. I'm out here trying to McDonald's say, hey, you come work here. We'll pay for you to go get some classes. But you're working at McDonald's for fucking seven twenty five, And everybody knows that's not enough money. That's only enough money to bring your ass back to McDonald's the next day. That's all it is. Like I said, it's economic slavery. They never pay you enough money to ever leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when you get a new house, just like what you said about the new house, when a black man gets a new house and he, and he gets it for 30 years and you brought the house when you was 40 years old, the bank know your ass gonna pay for this house until you die. Your, your employer know better bring your ass to work and get this overtime. What you gonna do, complain? You can't complain. I know you don't wanna lose that fucking house you just brought. I, I just seen you pull up in a new Cadillac. I know you don't wanna lose that. So yeah. once you bring your ass to work, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you just put your kids in that new school? You know what I'm saying? Masks have been good to you. That's, that's how they do you, you know what I'm saying? That's where redlining comes into the you. Line. They put everything on the line for your ass. You know what I'm saying? Because they know how much they pay you. They know how many kids you got. They look at your W-2. They know if you got health insurance. This is all everything that your master know about you. So you're going to bring your ass back to motherfucking work or you ain't getting none of these benefits. That, so you, yo, like I said, you get to choose one of these plantations you want to work on. You go work your ass at Wendy's. You go work your ass at, Wa- at Myers. You can go work your ass at Walmart. Hey, if you're a smart, if you're a smart black person, you got a good aptitude. We may let you join the military. And if you're really smart, you know what I'm saying. We'll let you into some some of these other high class programs, but ain't gonna be no other black people in there. You're gonna pretty much be the token black person in there. So don't think you don't get no no decisions and shit. Yeah, you should be happy that you're allowed to work on this piece of equipment. That's what it becomes. But I you know I go on a tangent sometimes. Nah, that was good. It, it's it's like I said. But in my line, like on the pyramid, right? You know what I'm saying? Just look at the pyramid. The higher you go on that pyramid, the less it's less room for people. So as a black person, when you're a black person, you become like a one percenter. I'm just saying, you're a black person, you got a degree or you got training that's equivalent to a degree. You don't got a criminal record, you got good credit, who's able to whatever they say is the American dream. You know what I'm saying? Is making it for a black person. That's just every like they said, that's just normal middle class white people shit. Yeah. Because the suburb that you get to go to when you're a black doctor, if you're a black doctor and you make it, it ain't really the same. It ain't the suburb that the white people go to. You go to there with the black, you know, it might be a couple of preachers there and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But it's really just hardworking black people that pit over time, over time, over time, and they save enough money where they can move into this gated community. But it ain't the same. Everybody knows it's not the same. Yeah. Um. So. We're entering, well, not entering. We're in a recession slash depression. That's why I said I bring it back to parallels of 100 years ago. The Federal Reserve, in order to see these economists, they sit around and they, they're the ones who are the mathematicians that have to figure out how to keep the government running from a financial standpoint. So now you're seeing a lot of interest loans being dropped to 0%. they're as low as they've ever been and that's to keep facilitating the loan system the loan people to entice people to want to keep spending money to keep circulating money well with that being the case 
at least what I've observed and from talking to a lot of different my black friends and seeing like black people right now, even though the co- the country is suffering joblessness based on the fact that a lot of blacks are essential workers. Uh, and this is sort of like uh, accidental that it worked out this way, but they're also able to take advantage of some of these low interest rates at the time, at the moment. So you got black people even thinking about shit, this would be the perfect time to buy a house buy a vehicle buy this make this investment and so with that being said you see the suburbs the dreaded awfully you know what i'm saying purposefully segregated suburbs are now being threatened by that idea that prospect that now a black man such as myself who has income who who's waiting for the right time to purchase a house i could in theory go purchase a house at a very low interest rate in a neighborhood that I would be, you know, dissuade from doing in previous times because of the high interest rate or even stuff like redlining where they only let you rent or take out loans in certain areas. Now, that's a, that's a threat now. So in order to stop those discriminatory or in order to bring back the ability for the lender to use some of these discriminatory practices, Trump removed some of these fail safes that were included into that act. It's by it's it's cause and effect so trust and believe you're gonna see now all of a sudden black people being denied home loans on some bullshit pretense because now these laws are being removed these fail safes are being removed it is racist trust and believe it's also racist for the it's also racist on that which nah, cuz he people always say what trump's the thing is, Trump's doing more for black people than they've ever done. He passed this. He passed this. People don't understand disparate impact. It's a term called disparate impact. And that's I can let me Google the definition real quick. But yeah, there's, there's a term. Why called, do that? I just want to tell you essential workers. Okay, uh, I already got it. Go ahead. <laughs> this is a financial tip for some people. Essential work. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about essential workers who who got a real career. So you know what I'm saying. It was able to get through. I'm talking about some real essential workers that work at Dollar General and Dollar Tree at, at these small corner convenience stores and shit like that. Uh, if you're you probably you probably can't afford a house still. I'm just being honest. Yeah. If you work at Walmart, they didn't give you no house. No matter how how much you save up or whatever, this is all. Is like you said with all the regulations and shit bullshit. Stuff that they the 2008 house that when they gave all those other black people houses that they said really couldn't afford, but since they had jobs, they gave them houses. Yeah, and they inflated the money on them. Then the fucking housing market crashed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll say this though: if if someone say you and your wife, you say you work at Walmart, your wife work at uh, Sprint, a call center, and y'all are able as a couple to pay say twelve hundred dollars a month for rent as a couple as a household, uh, your combined income can support that then there's really no justification other than because you'll see people living in the suburbs that oh he works at safe like repairing auto glass and she works as a school teacher pretty bare oh, yeah. basic people in the suburbs definitely stunned yeah but they're they're somehow allowed to take on home loans so the justification for even saying people work certain uh tier or bracketed jobs is to me that's unfair like you're not talking that's about what, that's what the bank but listen but that's what the bank is going to do when you go in there and you put down that on that home loan and they said they got to go through all your finance for the last four years you got to bring your taxes in and all of that shit yeah 
But when you work exactly. with realtors, when you work with realtors, they're the realtors somewhat act as lawyers in a sense because they they're supposed to know all these federal laws that when they yeah, present they're a client to, to the bank, the they're supposed to get you in the house and they're supposed to be able to speak through all of that coded language because it's protected by federal law. But now if you don't have that, then they can't bring you back any kind of answer because they have no legislation to back them. Uh, this is one of the things I always think, I always just think like same with car salesmen and shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not the fact that they can't get you into a house. That shit, you know what I'm saying? It's the fact that is that the best thing for? I'm just saying, I want all black people to be liberated and be able to own a piece of earth and have a financial freedom. You know what I'm saying? A lot of houses are, if you own one house, is a money pit for a lot of people. Mm. But, um, because it's not really an investment. You know, people might think it's an investment, but like they said, once you work at, if you work at Walmart, you, you got to pay this house for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? It's not no real upward mobility. You don't have enough money to like get another house. You know what I'm saying? Because, job and I don't want to say that about the people that have their jobs because like I said we black and the education system is so bullshit that they did to us and shit you know what I'm saying that you forced to be at these lower paying jobs like you say it's a lot of white people I was only saying I seen a meme earlier like they say it's a lot of white people that, that have houses but like they say a lot of these white people they get gifts or loans from their, their fathers and shit you know what I'm saying for a hundred thousand dollar down payment where they don't even need these uh these loopholes legal the legal hassle to even get it you know what I'm saying they even get they even see a house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Their dad's good name is going to be able to make sure that they can go, go into the house and into that community. Yeah, there's a there's some there's amnesia on the part of the American population where they don't see what we just laid out, and we did it. It was kind of rushed. I don't have time, nor do I have the desire to really lay out the whole fair, uh, you know, federal FHA, you know, Levittown. Just read. Uh, what's the book? Uh, color of law read that book richard rothstein he breaks it down in in, in uh, he completely breaks it down but yes they they like you said they are able to get loan from daddy get a loan from grandpa uh take out equity in granny's home because like i said she purchased that home for 10 g's he uh exactly. she was a housewife <laughs> and he was a, a gi that came home and fixed refrigerators and he was given ten thousand dollars to own a home it's worth three, four hundred thousand that they turned around right. and sold now I'm to you. One hundred percent right. Yeah, they sold it to Jerome and his his wife, and yeah, that's what that's what it is. But the only way to reverse engineer this sort of racist wealth gap that was created is to do the same thing, but only uh, because see, there's a thing that's oh, back to what I said about disparate impact. And, hold on, my computer is loading, but basically the gist of that term is that it's when like a law or policy is instituted but the way it's written the application of it affects one group adversely more than any other group that's basically what it means and that's just like saying uh pretty much every law like like every law in the book in america yeah it's yeah it's even of course it has the appearance the veneer of being equal or or applicable to all citizens but when you actually go to apply it it affects black people more than any other group because of what's implied in that law if you say oh uh i can't think of a good example right now uh but basically no, you know, no just like any bullshit like we go around the neighborhood and they might oh well, we enacted a noise ordinance around here when they really know 
Go, right. Uh, we think black people play music loud, so we don't want them around here. Exactly. Or or something to do with hair, because you know schools have policies about uh, your hair had yeah, to be you in a certain you can't manner. They don't say dreads. They don't say it explicitly. They say certain terms that when you apply it. Hey, if you wear George, hey, listen, you can't come to this club with tennis shoes on. No black people like to wear George. Everybody know the dress code in America is made for black people, so you can't come unless you like Tiger Woods. Yeah, I always said like the SAT. If you look at that, that's a disparate uh, example of disparate impact because the questioning and the way it was worded for so many years, and maybe even still to this day, it it will adversely affect black people because of the type of curriculum they're being taught and the way they're being taught and the way the test is proctored it you know it's going to affect them more than it will any other group but yeah a lot of trump's laws that policy on face value seem to have a, a effect that will it will it, will, it has like a catch-all for all americans when you actually go to apply those laws they actually affect black people more than they realize and and this is going to be one of those instances where yes it says okay your neighborhood won't have crime and your property value won't go down those dog whistles are there for a reason they're saying that they're they're saying black people bro trust me i don't yeah, I, I, i'm 34 I, years I, I old all the time i said man people look at the news and i can't i say man y'all don't understand that they talk about black people y'all understand when drake is dissing uh jay-z or jake jake jay's taking a subtle shot at Nas, and without saying his name, hey, but you can't understand. I know you notice they do this on. all the time, right? When they speak about poor black people, right? They say, "Well, who's going to vote?" They say, "Oh, well, you know." They say, "Oh, trying to say like the low economic in the inner city." They talk about black and brown people, but when they talk about white people that's poor, they just say uh, non-college graduates. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where that's what they call them. Urban or rural? Trump, you know these non-college graduates. You say urban, you say rural. It is what it is, but. I think we covered enough. Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to listen back. Maybe we sloppily like stumbled through some stuff. But hey, we've been gone for a while. We just came to talk. Uh, we didn't even get to Trump's uh, doctor that he's now riding with. What's her name? Emmanuel. <laughs> what the fuck is her name? Some Houston doctor. I seen her before. She was the one that was. And the... Scruff sent me that. This, I'm like, come on, I, I bro. I gotta say this. I'm getting tired. Of, I'm getting tired of getting on Facebook. And I'm really paying for people in Ohio, but I'm getting tired of getting on Facebook when they say, "Oh, well, misinformation is being spread or whatever." Like, I know this is this not this not this is Kaiser this is Kaiser Babbage saying this. They speak for Bobby Evans, but like I said, it, it's times that when we went to the military, or whatever. Like when you go in the military, they give you the ASVAB. It's really an IQ test. You know what I'm saying? They sit you down, with, you take the test, and, and you pick your MOS and all of these shits. But I only said it because. It's so much misinformation and bullshit that's descended on Facebook, and you be like, I'll be sitting here thinking, like, yo, you, I can't possibly believe this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but they do, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, but if you just check out the source, like, oh, well, I think that what that doctor is telling me is real. I always like, I always ask him, like, yo, it was like the four out of five dentists. You always gonna find one person, one outlier to say something. You know what I'm saying? And everything ain't one of these, oh, well, you know, they trying to silence them because they got the truth. Because <laughs> she really got the truth. Fuck out like, of here. Nah, they trying to silence some nigga because on some straight bullshit. Yeah, as soon as she, as soon as she started talking about a- uh, aliens and demons, you lost me, bro. You fuck what you talking about. Uh, but it, it also, in order for misinformation to have an effect, you got to have a population of people who are been given. See, because in America, we've society's been given this 
idea that anybody who can come across an article and share it is somehow an intellectual somehow a social critic or social commentator yeah if i argue with people if i have discussions with people one thing you need to know about me in the back of my mind i'm i'm questioning your intelligence at all times so a conversation with me could start out pretty smoothly and then you say or do one thing in that conversation and it to me demonstrates where the limitations of your intellect or your information you know where where that threshold is and i you might not even know it but that's what's operating and i people can do the same thing for me like there's people that just categorically think everything we say on this podcast is ignorant and that's cool but just know we're doing the same thing to you and if you're spreading if you're sharing misinformation and uh, absorbing it and thinking you're somehow up on some shit you gotta rethink your whole you gotta rethink a lot of things man i see so much misinformation being spread so many people who have this hard-headedness especially when because see there's a thing when information comes from the mouth of a black person there's always that's what i'm about to say you know what it is there's there's already that because even i do it you know so i'm i'm not i'm conditioned the same way to be skeptical of black information bro that's where people have to show and prove if you still ignore facts that's just on you like I said, as far as Trump go, you know, within on showing on on trap conscious, we got people who support some of Trump's ideas, people who criticize some of Trump's ideas. If you can't see where after we've laid out the least the three the three most prominent uh, things that are permeating throughout the culture right now, which is these protests, the need for social reform in terms of racial inequalities, the pandemic, and then the economy. And then the police force, if you can't see where the arguments that we've laid out, the information that we've presented, you can't look at that objectively and see where we're coming from. Then, I mean, I have to respect your difference of opinion, but at the same time, to me, that's just showing a blatant uh, disrespect for, you know, history and facts. Uh, You just disregard this category. And that's, that's the Trump mindset right there. Anything that don't go with your ideology is fake news and a catch-all statement for his supporters but and they that we're being controlled by the wacky liberal left but i don't give a fuck about the left i don't give a damn about any politician but i've already said like i don't understand why we still allow ourselves to be governed by these people we who are who who why aren't we more thoroughly vetting these people, putting these people's feet to the fire on both sides of the spectrum, left and right? Because as a, as hey, a, I got one question to ask. I know we better wrap it up. I just yeah. gotta ask. I was thinking, well, I'm, uh, even I'm gonna say rest in peace. Uh, the respectful thing with John Lewis was in his casket, getting carried across that Edmund Pettus Bridge. Yeah. You think he just? You think he said he wanted to do that before he died? Like, yo, hey, when I die, pick me in my casket and take me across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, or was that like some, you know, like some Democrat shit that they kept up? You know, whatever. Let's go down to Edmund Pettus Bridge and roll them across it one last time. I want to say yes to both, because <laughs> and and this is like what what I said about Harriet and what I had to understand about King and people of that era 
and like I said, they only carried the torch as far as they could based on the circumstances in which they had the torch. And so I can't, I have to check myself when I try to apply modern day logic to some of their decisions and statements, because if it wasn't for their contributions, I wouldn't even be here. It was a different time. So even when I say things in the past as a young man, I'm angry. Like, King, you want to be nonviolent? And I have to understand the time in which he existed in and the utility of his movement and where it allowed for where we are now. So, yeah, with John Lewis, I see a lot of disrespect for him throughout the conscious community. Uh, And, you know, we've criticized the civil rights era of thinking because they don't it's not logic it's not it doesn't apply today but at the same time you do have to show that man the respect for what he what it is that he did you might not agree with everything he did but the disrespect that's being shown to him it doesn't service any it doesn't service anything bro if anything it's it's just more divisive behavior better the best the better thing to do would be to articulate his shortcomings and provide a counter to them in a, in a way that's respectful to the people who support him and the people that you are trying to sway from whatever errors you think he may have had as opposed to just categorically just disrespecting him and then causing more dissension because whether you get two or three people to agree with your statement you're also going to alienate a large majority of people who supported him you know that's just what I say about it uh yeah man that's pretty much all I got I don't really like my notes are in like five six six different notes so i can't really stay on track like i said it's been a while and uh now that we broke the ice i feel like we should probably get more routine with our shit uh but it's just like the same thing every day so it's like wait five minutes and something else stupid is gonna happen but i got whatever happened to 5g are we is that still a thing Uh, i guess not what happened to Joe Exotic? They're not saying they not saying they not saying five G on fire no more. Bro. I guess man. They're not saying the towers on fire no more. Hey, Yo, coronavirus you, still out here? You know what I'm saying? The coronavirus. We yeah, didn't even mention up. that shit. That shit is becoming normalized as a part of just American. What they want to do is get you used to the idea that a thousand people might die each day from COVID, and that's just cool. And we accept risk in American society every day. People put people put teenagers behind the wheel of automobiles that go 200 miles an hour, and you they're on the road with you. And we know every day people die from car accidents. Every couple minutes, somebody died from car accidents. It's just an accepted risk in society, and that's what they want to do with COVID. They don't want to fix the symptoms that create these issues. They rather just find ways to keep business as usual and keep moving. Like Chicago, no one ever talks about fixing the conditions that provided this environment like i said it's not hard to understand it's not hard to fix it's not hard to figure out if you're raised in that type of environment which is deprived of all resources all sort of political representation and then on top of that it's being oppressed by a police force and having more and more pressures applied to it you're talking about lack of medical care lack of nutrition like the nigger was socially engineered bro they're, they're created the environment in which produces a nigga was created for a reason and for a purpose that's all I gotta say about that anything else before we get out of here I ain't got nothing else Trap Conscious Radio you know iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify you can email us at ybfpod at gmail.com 
I can be reached or you know you can follow me if you want at what at YBF to death on Instagram and on Twitter Kaiser what's your uh, social media handles I know you're gonna catch me on Instagram K-A-I-C-R-B-A-P-I-K yeah and you know weekly on this show yeah man hey I think we covered a lot though so it is what it is we did yeah uh, uh, I wrote this in my notes I, I feel like I should read it um, Okay Yeah I wrote The treadmill effect created by this government Funded racism will continue into In perpetuity Unless rectified by a balancing measure You'll never work and save enough On your own to correct it Because it was created that way in the first place And so the idea Of saying black people need to work Harder Black people need to do this. Black people need to do that. It's never gonna happen because the way it's designed, it, 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 it's a treadmill effect. Maybe one or two of you will pop out and give the illusion of social mobility, but the vast majority of people, it'll never happen. And that's just what it is. It has to be government mandated. And when they say rep, things like reparation, reparative measures. It won't happen, and that's just what it is. That's it's not about giving a checkout. It's about what I just demonstrated, as far as like the basis of all every family, the basis of the American family network is real estate, is housing, is the idea of land ownership, property ownership, and nothing else. No stock market you can play. No luck, lucky lotto scratch ticket you can make. Even if you save all your money that you've ever earned, it's not going to happen on a grand scale. And that's just what it is. Uh, I'm out. No. What? Peace.